0: The following message is from Kings Church 1066, based in Hastings, Bexhill and the surrounding area. For more information, head to our website, kings1066.org. Okay, okay,
1: cool. Morning everyone, Uh, this is Claire, my name is Sam, we're going to be uh, speaking to you briefly this morning. Uh, Just following on from what has come through already, and um, just on the back of what Paul shared. I, I, I oftentimes say it's, it's, it's okay to change plans a bit. I do like to go with the flow of what God is doing. And so originally, we were meant to be speaking from Psalm 105, we were meant to be doing that together. We've changed plans slightly. So Claire would do a quick summary of Psalm 105, and then I'll share a few thoughts briefly with us. Uh, how, how does it sound? I, I, think, I think it's we, 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 we shouldn't be too rigid with plans. I think when God's doing something, we should aim to catch the flow, catch the moment. Mm. I, I think so far, yeah, we've got, we've got our notes and all that, and it, all. It's, it's great, but I'm just sensing. Mm-hmm. Maybe God's doing something different. Mm-hmm. So if it's okay, Claire would just do a, a, or bring to us a quick summary of Psalm 105, and then I would tell us a, something
0: a little story,
1: if that's all right. Go for it, Claire.
0: Okay, just before we do that, just let me pray. Father, we just want to commit this to you. We want to commit ourselves to you. Mm-hmm. We want to say that we are hungry for you. Yes. Would you come and speak to us? Yes would you change our lives around. Lord Jesus, would you meet with us this morning for your glory. Amen. Amen. So we were going to look at Psalm 105. Um, you might like to turn there, but we're not going to stay there very long. Um, and this is a remembrance psalm. So I'm going to give you the brief structure of the psalm. At the very beginning, which is what you can see on the screen, it's the call to remember. Uh, God is, or the psalmist is saying to the people, you know, remember what God has done. And it's not just a, you know, think about it in your head kind of remembering. It's an action, So you can see it's giving thanks, it's singing, it's uh, making known, it's telling, it's glory. Uh, they're all active remembering. And then for the vast chunk of the psalm, from, I don't know, verse 7 to about 44, it's all about remembering what God has done. And The psalmist goes through from Abraham to Isaac, Joseph and Moses and looks at how God has kind of used individuals and brought his people through. In verse, I need to find the notes, um, 8, I think it was, or 11, God makes the promise to his people, it's because I'm out of sync, God makes the promise to his people that he is going to give them the land. And then you get the story of how God does that. And although you have the kind of heroes of the faith, you have Abraham and Joseph, you have Moses kind of doing the doing, God's the one behind. It's his initiative, it's his plan, it's his working out of his remembering of the promise that he gave them. And I'm going to skip all of that and come here. Um, At the very end of the psalm, verse 44, we see that God remembers his covenant. He he makes it happen. Um, He brings his people to the land. And then at the very last verse of the psalm, we almost get what we're supposed to do about it. And that is to praise him, to live his way, to obey him. And I just wanna bring out two things as part of this summary that um, we felt God talked to us about. The first thing is, God doesn't forget. He is a God who remembers. Amen. And uh, during the worship time, I had a picture of a desert and someone in the desert, and they were alone. And God wanted to say to you that you are not forgotten. Hmm. You may feel in a very dry place. You may feel completely isolated, but you are not forgotten. When Jesus came, it was after a period of God being quite silent. For about 400 years, God had said nothing to his people. But it wasn't a sign that he'd forgotten. He was waiting for the right time to effectively remember. And God wants to say to you that you are not forgotten. Mm. He remembers you. You are in the forefront of his mind. And the other thing I just wanna bring to us is that the psalmist obviously is writing, I guess, in the Old Testament before Jesus and is recounting the the family stories. Uh, the, The people were the Israelites. That was God's chosen people. And these were all their stories. They were their heroes. Uh, they're kind of ancestors and then jesus came and when jesus came god wasn't forgetting that covenant with abraham Mm. or that promise to abraham Mm. he was kind of remembering it and renewing it Mm. so we too have a place that we've been called to yes our place is heaven we're on our way we will get there because god will remember and god will see us uh, safely home when we're saved and brought into the family of god it is the family of god Actually, the Israelites become our family too. Uh, they're our stories. So these stories of Abraham and Isaac and Moses, they're not just, you know, nice stories in the Bible. Actually, it's our family yeah. stories. You know, I'm sure you know your parents' stories. And certainly your children will know your stories. In fact, your closest friends will know your stories. Because there are family stories. They're the ones that get told again and again and again and again and again. Sometimes. But it's the same for us. When we are adopted into Jesus's family, Galatians 3.29 says, if you're in Christ, then you are heirs according to the promise. And that's heirs, that's, that's the seed of Abraham. It's the, the heirs of that promise. Amen. It becomes our family too. So in a real nutshell, what we wanted to say was that it's important to remember. It's important to remember what God's done in our family, You know, in our family history with Moses and Abraham and Isaac. It's also important to remember what God's done in our family here. We've had testimonies recently of healings and salvations, of deliverance. Actually, this is what God's doing amongst us. It's important to remember. It's important for us to remember what God has done in our lives, what our testimonies are. And it's good to talk about these things. Mm. I don't know about you, but I am rubbish at forgetting, and it seems to be getting worse. I'm telling myself it's because the end of term, but I'm scared it's because I'm getting older. But it, it's hard to remember. We have to actively remember. We have to make an effort to remember. Um, and that's basically what we wanted to share.
1: So you, you, you're, you're sort of saying that remembering is actually an action or it requires action. So remembering is not just a cognitive thing, but it actually calls for action. And uh, we find that the psalmist basically stirs the people of Israel to remember the wondrous works of God and effectively do something about it. And then he also reminds us that God himself remembers. He doesn't just remember. He doesn't just call to mind, but he follows that up with action. I do remember it was my wife's birthday uh, last month. I did remember... A few days, I I remembered a few days before her birthday, so the boys and I came up with this plan, we'd gotten her a gift and all that, hitting it somewhere ready for the day. On the day itself, I woke up very early in the morning, completely forgot, went out for a run at about four in the morning. So it was while I was on the Bexel seafront, I suddenly remembered it was my wife's birthday. And I hadn't said a thing in the morning. Guess what I did? I stopped running, maybe ran quickly home. <laughs> Thankfully, she was all right, and I <laughs> came through and I was like, oh, happy birthday, Claire. I didn't say to her, I'd forgotten. But the point okay. I'm trying to make okay. is this. Soon as I remembered that it was her birthday, I took action. Mm-hmm. I didn't go on and do my run and say, oh, it's her birthday, it'll be fine. No, 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 no. Well, I still wanted to be in her good books. (laughs) So, So I went home immediately, wished her happy birthday, you know, gave her a gift, and we could, you know, we could just rejoice over her. So just the key thing here is to just underline the fact that remembering calls for action. Whether us or we see with God, it was a covenant with God. God remembered his covenant to Abraham, and he gave them the land. And like Claire said, we're part of the story. The deliverance out of Egypt was our story as well, Mm. because we were in the dark. We cried out to God, and God reached out, and God rescued us. So remember, brothers and sisters, well, also know that God remembers, and the psalmist calls us to praise God. And to live for him. I just want to change things a bit. We're going to
0: go for part two.
1: Yeah, and just move us into Luke chapter 19. If you want to just stand with me to Luke chapter 19, I'll just, just a quick story, I'll just share a few thoughts for five minutes and then I'll be on my way. Luke chapter 19, he entered Jericho, this is Jesus, and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. Like maybe some people here are seeking to see who Jesus is. Well, the story goes on. It says that because he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was a small man. He was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled, he has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if i have defrauded anyone of anything i restore it fourfold and jesus said to him today salvation has come to this house since he also is a son of abraham for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost it's probably a story we all know very well so we encounter this man The Bible says to us that his name was Zacchaeus. I don't know how many people can still name their children Zacchaeus. I haven't heard that before, but an interesting name. The Bible also says that he was quite a petite man. He was quite little. But this man presumably had heard about Jesus and wanted to know who this Jesus was. If you're here this morning and wondering why are these people singing and celebrating Jesus? Well, the reason is because he's giving us life. The reason is because we were dead in our sins and in our trespasses, and this Jesus whom we sing about reached out and rescued us and brought us into him. The reason we sing about Jesus is because he's alive. The reason we sing about Jesus is because he has made a way where there seemed to be no way. The reason we sing and celebrate Jesus is because he has reconciled us back to the Father we are no longer objects of wrath. This man was quite interested in finding out a bit about Jesus, but the Bible says that, I mean, Jesus as always, there was a large crowd, and Zacchaeus could find no way to interact with Jesus. The other thing about Zacchaeus too was that he was a tax collector, and in the day, Tax collectors were oftentimes, oftentimes, a lot of the time frowned upon because they basically cheated the people out of their money. They basically worked for the Romans, and the Romans would say to them, You go around and collect taxes. What these tax collectors did was, if it was, say, 25 pounds, they would ask you to pay about 150. Then they would give 25 to the Roman government and guess where the rest went to? Into their own pockets. So no, the Jews did not like the tax collectors. So imagine large crowds, suddenly Zacchaeus is in there. People would have looked around thinking, what is he doing here? but he could not access Jesus. So he finds this tree, and then he climbs up up the tree because he knew Jesus was going to come that way. I love this man's passion and faith. He climbs up on the tree. He's waiting for Jesus to come that way. He knew Jesus was going to come that way. Interestingly, Jesus gets to where Zacchaeus is, and then Jesus stops The crowd are wondering, why has he stopped? Suddenly, they look up a tree, and they see their worst enemy, not him. Surely, not him. Jesus, you do not know this man. Jesus, you you have no idea who that man is. You do not know him. Don't stop for him. You don't know the terrible things he has done or the terrible things he does. Jesus is thinking, I know this man. I know him. And in fact, I came because of people like him. And if you're here this morning and you're thinking, oh, I, just, I don't think God can love me. I, I, I just don't think God will even consider me. I've done some terrible things. I still do some terrible things, and I don't think Jesus will stop for me. Well, I want to say to you, Jesus will stop for you. He stops for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is thinking, oh, oh dear. (laughs) Jesus says to him, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is thinking, oh, dear, he knows my name as well. Jesus says, come down. Today, I'm coming to your home. Take note. Jesus doesn't stop by the side of the road, just have a chat with Zacchaeus, and then move on. He says, I'm coming to your home. Nobody knows what happens in our homes. We are the only ones who know the things that happen in our homes. And that's where Jesus wants to come. Nobody knows the things I do in my, my private time. You don't know. That's where Jesus wants to come. Nobody knows what you do when nobody's watching. That's where Jesus wants to come. He says, I want to come to your home today. Zacchaeus is thinking, oh dear, he's going to find out about all the money I've stolen. Oh dear. But he says, all right, well, you come. Jesus comes into his home. Everybody is grumbling. Why has he gone into the home of a sinner? Why is he doing that? Well, Jesus is thinking the reason I came was to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came because of people like you and me. Jesus came because of people like Zacchaeus who couldn't do anything to help themselves. In Psalm 105, we discover about the Israelites. They were in Egypt. They cried out to God. And then God sent them a rescuer in the passings of Moses and Aaron. God sent Jesus into our world to save and to rescue us. We could not do that ourselves. Zacchaeus could not save himself, but he knew that there was a need to open the doors into his home and have Jesus coming. Jesus comes in, they sit down, they have a meal. In that moment of Jesus coming in, in that moment of Zacchaeus asking Jesus, beckoning him and saying, come into my home, in that moment, change took place. And today in this place, you only need to say, Jesus, I need you. You only need to say, Jesus, I want to do life with you. You only need to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus comes with his life. He comes with his power. He gives you the enabling strength to begin to walk in the newness of life that he brings. It's interesting what Zacchaeus says on the back of Jesus coming in. It says this, And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today, salvation has come to this house, not tomorrow. Today, this morning, here at the Hastings Center, on this day, salvation has come to your house house today in this place, since he also is the son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus didn't come for those who had gotten it all right and sorted. He came to seek and to save the lost. Don't you just love this Jesus who comes and gathers all the rubbish and transforms the rubbish, gives the rubbish new desires and passions and empowers them to live for Him. Jesus came because of you and me. I felt this morning God gave me a simple picture, and it was a picture of a, a doll, but with just one handle, And just really felt God said that you, whoever you are, are on the side with the handle. And basically, only you can let him in. He'll never force his way in. He knocks on the door. He wants to do life with you. But he will never force his way in. He knocks, remember the handle is on your side and only you can open that door and let him in. Today Jesus wants to stop and say to you, come down, you're not up any trees, don't worry about that, but come away from the thing that you think is life for you and do life With Jesus. I just would like us to pray together. Maybe the band can come back up. So Jesus, I just pray that you would help hearts this morning to just continue to engage with you. I thank you, Jesus. You came to seek and to save the lost. I ask that you will Just continue to reveal yourself to us this morning. Would you come and save Jesus? You know those who are yours in this place. And I just pray that there will be complete and real surrender. I thank you that you give us life that no one else can. And so would you have your way amongst us? In Jesus' name, amen.